Hey everybody and welcome back to the Hideous Lecture Podcast, episode 7. The and Seven a, Seas. Yeah, the Seven Seas. Seven episodes in heaven. <laughs> on the Wormwood. <laughs> in heaven. In the sweat box. <laughs> seven deadly sins, seven deadly fins. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to kick off the new year. Yeah, happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. Happy new year. Let all acquaintance be for you. I don't know the rest of that. I think most people you know. only know that. <laughs> that's honestly. All you need. Yeah. yeah, just loop That's it. enough. <laughs> and then you just. <laughs> it's a shame we don't have any um, any poppers, any. Well, we pop those in the studio any before champagne. we started recording. Yeah. I don't have so. any of that. I'm, not, I'm not into that kinky shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. The sparklers. I'm not into that kinky shit. <laughs> <laughs> Doubling down. Doubling down. New Year's. Too horny for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chris's resolution. Stop the horniness. <laughs> Everyone. Cut it out. Have a very, have a very celibate New Year. Everyone. <laughs> Here. How, do you <laughs> New Year's. Yeah, how do you celebrate New Year's? Yeah, how do you celebrate New Year's? I want to see anyone kissing at midnight. Uh-uh. My New Year's resolution after deciding that it was celibate lasted about a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> Spilled the custard? All it took was a minute? Shame. Just a minute. I didn't even get to say leave room for Jesus. You guys are just getting at it. Aridin. You got to say Aridin. Well, Aridin's dead, so no one's leaving any room for him. Oh. That's well, Jesus died too, you know. I mean, we're getting into semantics now. <laughs> right, yeah. Aaron didn't come back. That we Aaron know didn't of. didn't die for your sins. <laughs> that we know That we know of. of. That we, yeah, I guess that we know of. Well, do you guys have any uh, resolutions for this campaign? Ooh. New year of HLP. New season, new year, new me. I have a couple very clear goals for this character. I want to shred as much as possible in combat using magic. I want to uncover as much lost civilization shit as possible with my ancient explorer background. And I want to, at some point, and it, you know, who knows how long Atlas will be around. It might not happen this year, but could. I want to really explore the reflection side of this character because I think that's a just a very, very interesting heritage that they put in with Dark Archive, and I'm very excited to lean into that at some point. Who knows when that will happen across the six books if he makes it through those six books, so that could be something that happens in a couple months. It could be something that happens in a couple years. We'll see. But if it does happen this year, that would be exciting. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot that I'm excited about about this character and just the the setting and what we're looking to achieve here with this campaign. So, yeah, it's kind of an all of the above answer, but it's all stuff that I am passionately excited about. All right, I'll take it. I could be as ruthless as Harrigan in the new year. That's what you're hoping. I don't know. Oh. Just like I'll be the captain. You want to we'll be a see. ruthless captain? We'll see how <laughs> I go. Be hated like Harrigan. No, that's probably not good. Do you think it's going to happen this year? Become a captain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will become a captain this year. That's the real resolution. The ruthlessness, that's the joke. But I'll become a captain this year. Um, even though I'm already a captain in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'll, heart? Be, I'll have a real captain ship. Captain of a crew of one. <laughs> I'll have a real ship and a, and a crew <laughs> in, the, in this year. And um, 
my also my other resolution is uh, to keep my ship that I do know exists in my heart that I will get in captain. Uh, let's worry about the crew. So that it doesn't get, I you don't, you don't have a, <laughs> so you can another ship captain. under your command stolen. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So those are some of my resolutions. Um, They're gonna start calling you like the thrice stolen captain. <laughs> yeah, and if that's the case, I think I'm gonna start uh, re- resolving to just burn boats that I find and sink down to the bottom of the ocean as it also goes up in flames. If I can't be a <laughs> captain, no one will. <laughs> <laughs> next boat and that's gonna be that'll be my new arc i will become the villain yeah i, w- I was gonna ask what you want to do once you become captain but it just sounds like burn boat is the big that's is the big no that's if thing. i am stolen if all of my boats are stolen okay man you guys are gonna have room to retreat every time you get to shore calypso is just gonna turn to you as they burn the ships <laughs> We're sailing away on a lifeboat, and suddenly I turn around, and there's just a little fire starting to grow. <laughs> just need to pick up a fire kineticist to make it happen. Mm. <laughs> well, speaking of becoming a captain, I am really hoping this year for Kaya that she's able to expand her crew. She doesn't think that everyone on the ship is a part of her crew. And she's hoping to make a few more friends and help them get free. This is not good leadership. So really hoping we can find a better leader. And maybe that's Calypso if she doesn't go too tyrannical. She doesn't burn the boats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's going to get expensive really fast having to find new ships. No one else will steal from me. There won't be anything to steal. I'm gonna burn the boats that I come across in the water. Robbers hate this one trick. <laughs> burn all my money. <laughs> Instead of gaining plunder, burn it at shore. My resolution for wit is just have some underwater combat, some ship to ship combat this year. I think I'm just genuinely excited for for everything to do with this campaign. Nice. I'm with you on this, except for the underwater combat. <laughs> That's always such a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's terrifying. It <laughs> sounds terrifying. Cast a spell, lose all your air. Yeah, that's that's bad times for your casters. <laughs> I think I've got separate uh I think I've got separate resolutions for Grady as a character and me as a player. So for like for Grady, he definitely wants to uh loot and capture a treasure ship like some sort of i think if it's if it's chillaxian the better you know but some sort of like big score i think is what he'd be looking for just to get that sweet cash but he is a player i want to hit an uncharted island you know some wreck some ruin something out there that no one's come across that we're the first ones to that sounds awesome just discovering something that's there mm. what are your i don't know i was just thinking about it maybe kill You never want that to be your resolution because, you know, I could make that happen today. I have one murder on my to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) One death of the party, then I'll be good for the year. Yeah, we got to keep things spiced up a little bit. That threat of death's got to be there. Scratch that itch. You got to have a little bit of death at work. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think I'm really excited for 
the first couple of backstory tie-ins that I've planned. Mm. So I'm excited to bring those to the listeners and to you guys because you don't know they're coming. So that, because I know that'll happen this year. That's a good one. Because, you know, like, it, it wouldn't be one of our campaigns if it was straight from the book. So got to bring some stuff in. Ooh, I want to visit a Lostco, too. That's that's one of mine. Visit a Lostco or a Lostco equivalent. You think that Lostco could get merchant ships down here without them being ransacked? I don't know. I think they're a big conglomerate. I don't know what they would do, but I assume they have a uh, they have a uh, a trade branch. Oh my gosh! We could do the ransacking. Are we the baddies? They we don't have steal the they Lostco. Don't have, they don't have proper Loscos out here. They have uh, the outlet Loscos. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, maybe. What is that? Like four lifeboats strung together, yep. and it's the the uh, swarm of the sea. You nailed it. That's exactly what it is. It's not it's what I initially imagined, but yeah, that's right. That's the right answer. It's rat barge. I hate to be that guy, but maybe for people who haven't listened to Carrying Crown, we should explain what oh, Losco yeah, was. Losco's uh, a fantasy Costco. Yeah, mm-hmm. run by rat folk. Yes, a family. Only rat folk. It's kind of yeah. like our in Carrying Crown, you went from town to town to town, and when you do, sometimes you need to shop. And we liked to have one consistent franchise that we were always visiting that was tied to the them all together. It was it was a fun bit. Yeah. We're not doing it in Bestow Curse. They no, because we, we have real visited, shopkeepers mm-hmm. with personalities. <laughs> shops. Yeah, you know, we, we take that campaign seriously. So <laughs> 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 That's why it's every other week because I can't. I have to scramble for new shopkeepers. Like it's like yeah. just throw a lot of wall wall bits. Yeah. <laughs> like I would be genuinely upset if some of the shopkeepers and bestokers that I've met disappeared. I'd have to go mm. find them. Well, Losco would put a lot of them out of business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You ever think of that? You ever think? You ever think of the small businesses and the shackles you put out of business by making me put a Losco here? Time to kill the rats. The first Losco ship we come across is a massive barge. <laughs> that just works all of this shit. Sitting low in the water. <laughs> just yeah, leaking oil. <laughs> the Everlost. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, there's a couple canals it could get stuck in. <laughs> well, gotta give out a hero point. First hero point of the new year. This one's going to everybody, because it's, uh, it's an everyone app. Ooh. And this one comes from uh, Chris S. I know you were hoping for more rum, but the best I could do is a zero point. May it bring you one step closer to Besmara's blessing. Never stabilize. Cheers. Oh, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I like that. Never stabilize. Never stabilize, never surrender. We got to start using it. That's good. good. Yeah. It's the new, uh, new HLP season two motto. I'm feeling less and less stable. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When last we left our heroes, they completed their task for the day, uh, caroused with some of the other members of the crew, and I think most importantly tied up a loose end with potentially the items that they stole through Wit having a conversation with Grok. The party, still having been late for their task in the morning, experienced their first bloody hour on the wrong end of the whip. And Kaya, in particular, got a fierce lashing from the Cat of Nine Tails. And that's where we find you now, ready for nighttime activities. Nighttime shit. 
The first thing that Grady's going to do after we've received our lashings is pass around the flask to people. So, Emily, if you want to take a swig from the, uh, drain the flask and get three hit points back, feel free. Uh, Kaya will definitely take you up on that. She has blood that's intermingling with her feathers and just dripping down her back. I think it's also important to note, I know that Wit in particular was looking for their med kit as a part of the kind of wine trade with Grok. You definitely got it with all of your gear. So if you want to be laying on hands, passing the flask around, doing some actual uh, medicine rolls to heal, you guys all have so, like a little bit of time before dinner is served to do so. Yeah, I need healing from someone. I I need 10 points of healing. Like. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Can anyone provide healing to you? Oh, oh wait. Yes. To a skeleton, though, is, is what Griffin is, uh, is getting at. Because a lay on hands <sighs> won't help you out, will it? It'll hurt you. Right. That won't help. That hurts. Conveniently, <laughs> the Thaumaturge Chalice Implement does work on undead, so... So I'll be drinking alone. <laughs> Not alone. We're all drinking out of the flask. Yeah. I know. I just, I have a feeling I'm going to have to take it for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> How much are you down? Clips 10. Oh, so you'll need it for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Oof. Yeah. Long time. With but the in pot. those 30 minutes, uh, <laughs> I'm in the cuffs. Wit can heal yeah. three times and Kaya can lay on hands three times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Grady touches the, winces at the uh, lashes, lash marks left on his back. <sighs> Lashing's a legitimate tool to use on ships, but methinks they're a little too loose with the lashes on this ship, I reckon. I agree. There are much better ways to motivate us. Aye, a little positive reinforcement wouldn't be such a bad thing out here. Take it up with HR. I- <laughs> <laughs> we haven't met them yet. It's Harrigan Resources. You can't talk to him. You can't talk to him. can't talk to HR. The complaint box, just uh, an <laughs> empty box to the ocean. No, you got to walk into the sweat box to submit your complaints. So. <laughs> There's a bunch of unanswered complaints and skeletons in there. <laughs> How many people went to HR right here? You just go in, they slam the door behind you. <laughs> Brooks, you want to roll a couple uh, medicine checks on folks? Let's do it. Kaya can get herself almost up to full with uh, one lay on hand, so you could use that on somebody else. Well, Wit is down eight, so I think they're gonna they're gonna bandage themselves up real quick. Just targeting a fifteen. That's all you can do right now. Uh-oh. Well, listeners, that's a DC 15 treat wounds check. The standard DC for uh, for us, what level one characters. It looks like with a nine, you've failed. Uh, however, you haven't critically failed, so you didn't hurt yourself. You just didn't heal yourself any. Um, we'll do the next 10 minutes, and Kaya, you can lay on hand somebody else. Uh, she'll return the favor to Grady and give him a little coup, you get six points of healing. Aye, the divine magic feels good on the skin. Divine aloe. 
Yeah. Wait, you want to take another shot at that? Yes. Oh, much better. Nice. Meets beats. 15 is a success. 2d8 of healing. Yeah, much full. better. <laughs> it was a you roll? sloppy the first time. What'd you roll? You never said how much you healed. 10 points. Nice. Yeah. Atlas Oops. is down seven, and I do want to retroactively, you know, cover something up from last time. To get whipped, he popped his shirt off because he didn't want to <laughs> get his shirt torn with the whip. So, shirtless, chiseled, um, but does have three big lashes down his back. What's your charisma score? Um, it's not nothing. I think it's probably just ten. Yeah. Yeah, it's just ten. I don't think. Air quotes, chiseled. Yeah. Uh, okay. Does chiseled <laughs> come off of charisma? Probably not. It probably comes off of strength, which I have a twelve. And also, I cast this character as. It doesn't as matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Charisma's low. Yeah. Check the art. I cast my character as. Art has a shirt on. Uh, Grady's Omni-Man now. I'm going to give myself a 20 strength. <laughs> <laughs> and if Atlas, the cold-blooded Corsair, would accept treat wounds from wit. Absolutely. It would. What do you got for me? Oh, baby, that is a 21 on the die. Well, you mean that total? Total. Yes. <laughs> I'm running that, rolling that 21 side of die. And Isn't that 21? Seven healing. Ooh, okay. So that is exactly how much Atlas is down. And with a healing kit, I don't know if there's like salves on there or stitching or whatever. But mm, I imagine that will leave a couple scars. But what are a couple whip scars among pirates? I believe that's the end of the 30 minutes. Is everyone full? I mean, I am if I get how much, but I don't actually know how much I get from the chest. You get three per. Three. Oh, so I am one down, but I don't care about that. Okay. Grady will take a swig within the next 10 minutes to get three and be full up. Okay. So you guys head down below decks for dinner. Tonight, it appears Ambrose has uh, slaughtered a couple of the chickens, probably before the bull session with wit. And so there is um, kind of like a chicken and hard tack, uh, getting some protein, getting some carbs, relatively hearty meal. What would you all like to do with this evening activity? I'd like to remind you that you do have, for this first roll, a bonus to any charisma check because of the successful performance. This is the end of the 24 hours. So the first check, if you make a charisma-based roll, it will receive the, uh, I believe it's a plus one circumstance bonus from the, let me just make sure. Yes, I believe you just got a regular success, so it's a plus one circumstance bonus for the first roll. I don't think that what I want to do requires a charisma check, unfortunately, because I feel like it only makes sense. As much as I'd like to do something that needs it, the, f the thing that makes most sense and is most important is giving back Rosie Coswell. That doesn't require an action. Okay. All right. Uh, so if you were going to, I think as you told Grok, uh, perform again with a duet. Yeah. Uh, that, perf that performance would have the bonus 
because it's a charisma based I think check. that's what I would like to do then because I'm I already promised I was going to do this to Grok in this uh, maybe I don't have to perform every single night after this but uh. sure and you know you, you can you can all obviously take your second. additional action or your your second action or third action with the fortitude saves um, so before you approach Rosie you do all have a rum ration to drink is oh, anyone yeah. attempting to shirk drinking the rum ration with a stealth? No. no. Not in the cards for me. Nope. Nope. Okay, then I will need fortitude saves all around. Wit, yours will be higher because you had a bull session today, so you've already drank. Oh, dear. Atlas got an eight total. Oh, oh nine no. for Grady. So... Calypso got a 17. Wit got a 25. Kaya got a 20. So within the next 10 minutes, both Atlas and Grady begin to feel a bit sleepy from that rum ration. You are both fatigued. However, since this is the first fatigue each of you are getting today, you can sleep it off without taking the sleep action. So, basically, we can't do that special. I do extra stuff tonight. As long as we sleep, this will just clear up, and we still get our one action for the you night. You could gamble and do no, an I'm extra not doing action. That. Right? Come on, but, <laughs> what are you talking about? But, uh, but in that case, the fatigue—if you got fatigued again—yeah, it wouldn't go away. Wit surprisingly critically succeeds even on the harder check. So, I think spending <laughs> this time with Ambrose is just leadening your liver. Apparently so. And now Calypso approaches Rosie. Yes, and Calypso happily pulls out the fiddle and um, with a very bony smile <laughs> would uh, say, I have the fiddle and like would pass that over. Well, God's above how did you convince Grok to hand that over? It's she clocked it right. It's a fairly valuable item. We be needing to play a duet, <laughs> a good duet. Well, I'd happily join you in a tune. And she kind of she just almost tears up a little bit when you give her back this fiddle, and she kind of embraces your bony waist like <laughs> she's a halfling so she's only like three feet tall uh, but she like brings you in for a hug oh it's surprisingly easy to get my arms around you I d the bones are not very uh large strange to get used to but <laughs> I, I can't thank you enough this is uh, this instrument means everything to me you're welcome. What type of tune do you want to play? I'll follow your lead and, uh, and try and make your concertina sound better. Awesome. I'm going to delete this from my sheet. Am I clear to do that? Yes. All right. And so now I will start performing? And she will attempt to aid you. Okay. And remember, you also get a plus one. Well, what type of bonus is aid? Circumstance. So you would just get a plus one, unless she critically aids you. Okay. Uh, she 
doesn't aid, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, so I just get the regular plus one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm rolling at a plus eight, and I got a 10 on the die for an 18. Okay, with an 18, everyone is tapping their feet at this tune. Uh, you sustain the 24-hour plus one circumstance bonus to all charisma checks Great. for you and the gang. Amazing. So, and the people that are known to be associated with you. Okay. Would you like to take any other actions tonight? Um, I was considering um gambling. Gambling. Isn't that something we can do? That is something you can do if you have coin. I have one gold piece. <laughs> one gold piece. The and... minimum bet is five copper, so you can. Okay, I have one silver as well. <laughs> Which of the games would you like to join in on? There's arm wrestling, there's hog lob, and there's heave. Wait, these all sound strength-based. There's no cards. There's no real cards happening here. Oh, okay. Traditional forms of gambling seem to... Here's the thing. To... Bones? Not so good here. Uh, <laughs> I'll let me rethink on my actions. Okay. I'll come back to you. Kaya, any actions you would like to do tonight? With a performance going on, maybe captivating most of the crew, Kyle wants to do a little bit of sneaking this evening. Okay. Sure. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. You're going to be under the lowest DC because someone is currently distracting everyone in the uh, lower decks. Oh, uh, not great with a 13. With the 13, you are noticed as you slip away. Oof. Darn. Does she still get to explore a little bit? Or is she immediately stopped? So you're not stealing anything. So you're not like caught red-handed doing something. But potentially if you were going to go like to an area that doesn't make sense for you to be, someone might stop you. Okay. I, Kaya wants to explore towards the bow of the ship because I don't think she's gone that direction. Uh, But I know that Captain Harrigan's quarters are there and I'm assuming that's kind of like a grand door. She's not trying to sneak into his room but general front of the ship she'd like to check out a little bit more. So maybe the um, the actual like upper deck? Yes. Like above Harrigan's quarters? Mm-hmm. I'd say you can certainly go above deck. That's not a problem for you. Uh, where you're looking... Sorry, you said... Were you headed to the fore or the aft? You're heading above Harrigan's room, so to the fore. Yes. Which is the poop deck. Oh, boy. Why don't you go ahead and make me a perception check? All right. And do I get a bonus? Four. I thought sneaking at night, you got a bonus to your perception check when you were sneaking. But maybe I'm mixing it up with Uh, something else. Plus three circumstance. Ooh, on your perception. I think I'm going to need it because I don't have a super high perception. Ooh, but with a natural 20, I got a 26. Wow. Yeah. So with a natural 20, you 
make it up on the poop deck. And you are looking around. This deck is about 15 feet above the, the main deck. And you take a closer look at the ship's wheel. It's three feet across and has ten spokes. You notice that it's decorated with silver inlays. It's bolts carved to resemble kraken heads. You also notice an iron cage that's hanging from the side of the mizzenmast. And you can just make out the body of a dead pirate. Oh. However, you notice movement atop the cage. She goes in for a closer look. Sure. Who goes there? <laughs> Hello. You you can very clearly see as you as you approach further through the dark a parrot that is perched atop this cage. Rock. Hello. Hello. Ahoy. My name's Kaya. Kaya. Oh. Seems to be a fairly intelligent bird. Is it also medium sized? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> okay. It's regular parrot sized. It's been shrunk. Reduced <laughs> person. This one is a particular uh, blue hue. Its feathers Ooh. are blue and kind of around its face is green. But you can see. Kaya, you know this specifically as a Tengu, like as birds age, they often start getting like white colored feathers around their beaks first and around their eyes. It's showing the signs of maybe being an older parrot. Okay. She tilts her head and looks at it a little closer. What's your name? Name. I'm actually going to need a nature check. Oh. <laughs> Interesting I, um... way to introduce Kaya's love in this. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy lady. Sexy lady. <laughs> I am untrained in nature. I'll let you make a roll on it. Okay. I also have ocean lore, if there's anything aquatic about this bird. Uh, but just the plain old nature is a 17. Well, a 17... Gets you a little information, first of all. You notice, with that really good perception, I'm just kind of rolling that over, that this bird has plucked a lot of its feathers out. Aww. You know that that generally is a sign of distress in parrots. And you can infer that the dead person in this cage is likely the parrot's former owner. Oh, oh no! <laughs> but with a 17 you're able to kind of figure out the way in which this parrot communicates and get it to tell you its name. Pluck! Name? Pluck! That is a fitting name. And she's gonna root around in her backpack that she got back and pull out a ration and break up a few pieces put it in the palm of her hand and hold it up to the parrot. Now, I like to think that Kaya's rations are particularly bird. Bready. A little seedy. <laughs> yeah, like a little seedy, <laughs> a little bready, you know, very bird-themed. And so this parrot takes a particular interest to you. 
the result of your nature check is that you have increased the attitude of this parrot to, uh, you know, it, it's somewhat trusting of you right now, and it does uh, kind of flutter, uh, although kind of hobbling, like lopsided, probably due to the amount of feathers it has plucked, uh, down from the cage and onto the railing near you, and peck some seeds and bread from your hand. It now seems, now that it's close to you, to be fairly malnourished, like nobody on this ship is really taking care of it. Oh, poor thing. She'll have to come here more often to feed it. Well, I will say, if you'd like to spend a bit more time with the parrot, you can take a second action. Yeah, if she can coax it to leave that cage, then she could take better care of it. Okay. What I'll need is a fortitude save. Okay. Late night with the bird. That's a 24. 24 is a success. You are not fatigued by your extra action. Bird's night. (laughs) (laughs) Wild party on the poop deck. I would say this bird feels a particular kinship towards you because of your feathery nature. So I will give you, you the option of rolling another nature check or perhaps rolling a lore that is more fitting of a Tengu, uh, perhaps even a perform to you know, display your bird-like behavior to impress it. Ooh, okay. She does not have Tengu lore. Uh, but she is a wave diver tengu and has ocean lore. Uh, I don't think ocean lore will fit here just because parrots, uh, and you would probably know this, are, although they are somewhat coastal birds and tropical birds, they're not normally known for being like seafaring birds. Yeah. Can I do a performance untrained? You absolutely can. I figured it might be at a higher bonus in your nature. Yes, slightly. Kaya takes some time to fluff up her feathers and coo at the parrot, but I don't know if it translates well, because I got a three. <laughs> you think it, it almost spooks the bird? It seems like uh, you puff up, but almost in an aggressive way. You're coming on too hard to the bird. <laughs> and and uh, Pluck flutters back from the railing back up to the top of the cage. Oh, darn. Anything else you'd like to do? If Pluck is not too protective, could Kaya just poke around the pi- the dead pirate a little bit to see if they have anything on them or maybe figure out why they why they were in there. So uh, the pirate is hung relatively high in this cage, oh. I'd say up the mizzen mast. It's about 15 feet up the mast. You could try and climb and get a better look. Yeah. Uh, but that I'm probably going to require two rolls another stealth and then an athletics because uh, you're now you're now kind of like climbing out in the open on the deck. I am not going to push my luck any further. Kaya thinks back to the lashings that she received today. I'll hold off and ask someone 
who's been on the ship longer. Sounds like a good idea. So, you know, you probably head back towards the normal Mm -hmm. quarters. Atlas, what are your plans for the evening? Okay, I at least need to take some time sleeping, so there won't be any extra actions for me tonight. But I don't have to fully dedicate my night to sleeping. So he wants to keep chipping away at what he was doing last night. While maybe Calypso and Sandy are doing their duet, he's going to slither on over to his new buddy, Crimson Cogs, and just kind of start some small talk. Mr. Cogsworth, as I was repairing the sails today with my impressive acrobatics ability, I was thinking a little bit about our conversation last night. Oh, yeah? Which part? Well... I was thinking about your interest in the occult, and that got me wondering. What is your interest in the occult? Are you perhaps trying to unlock some latent magical potential in your bloodstream? Or are you looking for powerful mysteries lost to time? I'd say probably a bit of both. I I come from a family relatively far off from here that that did have some latent abilities. I've never really shown much aptitude in it, but I've never really known where to start as far as trying to train myself. And then I kind of thought as I learned about the shackles while I've been here that these... You remember last night I was talking about these... uh, these Abadego pearls, these uh, seabane stones. Yes. That seemed like an easy way. Well, not easy, because they're allegedly quite hard to find, but an easy way to unlock that kind of power within yourself. Mr. Coxworth, (laughs) the question I asked you, you have answered correctly. Interest in both is enticing to me, and I think perhaps we have quite a bit in common. For piracy for me is a means to an end. There are mysteries in this world I would like answers to, and my personal opinion is that there are a myriad of ancient civilizations that once were upon this world. You read texts indicating that these ancient civilizations had incredible magical and technological powers. These things, to some, are lost to time, but to me, I do not believe this is the case. They just need to be discovered. So, someone like myself, or you, as I have discovered, can come to the shackles, learn a little bit about yourself, and also discover something that others are overlooking. While maybe part of this crew is looking for plunder and riches... We can be looking for something a little more. We can be looking for actual power. And I think, maybe, the two of us can keep our eyes out while others are plundering and pillaging ancient ruins and merchant ships and the like, while we keep an eye on the bigger prize. Now, Perhaps this is something you're interested in? If so, 
we should continue these conversations. And, as it may be a bonus, I could maybe, maybe, start helping you and see if we can unlock that natural power within yourself. How do you think about this? Well, Atlas, that's a pretty enticing proposition. Are, are you suggesting that we share notes? Yes. Because I'm not sure how familiar you are with the shackles, but lost civilizations are all over the place. You only need to start looking for Golgon ruins. They're scattered on almost every island around here. In fact, I picked up a good deal of their language. It's in my notes. I've, I've figured out how to decipher some of the some of the writing on their ruins. Uh, that that was one of the ways I was thinking of finding these stones. But I'm sure there's other secrets in their society that if, if you're looking for them, I'd happily help. And. Atlas's eyes start to sparkle a little bit, and he responds back. Now, this doesn't translate terribly well for radio, but he responds back in the language of Cyclops. And your proficiency with this language, is it high? He would respond back to you, fair enough, at least to hold a rudimentary conversation. And Atlas starts to slowly smile and nod his head, then Mr. Cogsworth. We have a lot of work to do together. Now, perhaps we can spend the rest of the night starting to unlock your potential. For there are certain things that I think I can help you with. Uh, think of uh, magic. And when you want to cast a spell, whether you are a wizard or a cleric of a certain religion or the magic is within your blood, you may call upon magic in different ways. However, there are certain commonalities across all of these different forms of generating said magic. One of those commonalities is activation words. So, maybe teaching you the right words and trying different techniques could unlock something within you. So let's start simple. And maybe as the night starts to go on, he starts to teach Cogsworth a couple of the activation phrases for very basic cantrips, your light, your detect magic and stuff. And whether or not they actually work to start displaying magical powers from Cogsworth, it's at least like the first stepping stone to learning how to do this, even if the actual how to do this is to be determined. Okay. Uh, I would allow you to roll occultism or um, I believe you have some lore regarding ancient civilizations. I've got Golgon lore. Yeah, Golgon lore, so I'd let you roll that too to impress him now that you know that that is you know, of particular interest to him as well. Uh, that'd be at a lower DC. Well, then that's what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, that's a 23 on that lore. Yep. Uh, Crimson Cog is now helpful. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I, I think agrees to kind of share notes with you. He has a decent amount of notes about existing 
Golgon ruins uh, that you'll probably find particularly interesting. And I think, you know, this relationship is a little bit both ways as you're helping him attempt to begin uh, learning magic. Um, very well done. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about this development. And as, and maybe a little later in the night, as Atlas slithers away, once we part ways, he kind of smiles to himself and it's, and it's, it's not really the, I had a good night and I'm feeling good smile, like self smile. It's I'm getting what I wanted and there's something else at play here. Smile. I want to know real quick. What, what's your headcanon on what Golgon or like Cyclops sounds like? Oh, I think it depends on the era. Uh, and I think mm. you you guys are likely scholars of the fall of the civilization. So it almost sounds like a mixture of um, Jotun, which is like the giant language, but also uh, demonic. Uh, it's got like certain phonemes from both. Ooh. Maybe a little so. bit of... Um, and I agree with everything that you just said, Griff, uh, basically to a T. But there's also the language of the serpent folk, which is Sakvroth. And in the decline of the Golgon Empire, serpent folk civilization started to have a greater and greater um, impact on that empire and largely led to its downfall. So I think they probably started picking up some... Uh, some idioms or whatever the right term is that started to work their way into that. Yeah, so I think field. it's like a polyglot. It's like the deep tones of the giant language, but it has like a more hissing quality to yeah. it. Uh, and, and maybe there are some also like guttural kind of growls from the demonic influence there too. Okay, okay. Or the devil influence, I guess it mm. would be. Let's, uh, let's move over to Grady. What's Grady planning for this evening? Grady's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he been drinking. He turned on them rum rations. I think he's interested in seeking out the surgeon, if he can locate him, yes. and making an initial, initial uh, impression on them. Sure. So again, the officers don't really take dinner with you guys, but I think they do carouse a bit. And so you'd be able to, through maybe, you know, bumping into people and, and, and trying to figure out who's who, be able to identify Habley Corn, AKA the Stitch Man. Um, he is kind of an older human man, uh, maybe a similar age to even slightly older than yourself. Very tanned skin and kind of weathered in a way that you would expect from somebody that spends so much time in the sun. He wears very heavily magnified glasses uh, or very thick glasses. And you also notice he has several of those uh, magnification lenses that he kind of like can put over his glasses. He is mostly bald, has kind of like the, the horseshoe of hair. And you can see he has, for a man of his age, being on the seas, relatively few scars. 
he's we- he's still kind of wearing like his his smock. Um, it's not dirty. Nobody's really that you know of has been seriously injured in the past couple of days. How do you approach? Grady's going to saunter on up to him with a little, uh, not quite as much of a swagger as a stumble in his step. Sure. Ah, a fine evening, Doc. We haven't the pleasure of acquainting ourselves, but me name's Grady, Grady Tackett. Mr. Tackett. The name is Habley Quarn. It's, uh, well, you're one of the new recruits, eh? Aye. And you haven't been hurting yourself yet, so that's a good sign. Well, not myself, no, but they're handing out lashes on this ship like it's holy water at last wall. <laughs> Ran afoul of <laughs> Master Scourge, eh? Aye. And it got me thinking and wondering, which is why I'm here for you today, is... What sorts of services do you provide for those lashed, or do you only deal with the more serious, gruesome-type injuries? <laughs> Supposed as much being first time you've been lashed on the ship. Most of the lashings are not too serious, but if you've been hit by the cat, you can always come to my office. I'll agree to patch you up for a small fee if you can't handle it on your own. For stuff that's more serious, if you've been, say, brought down to your knees and further from the lashings or spent too much time in the sweat box, well, we've got a cot in, uh, well, my quarters, the infirmary, that you could spend some time in as we recoup you. We're not looking to lose sailors on this ship. It's not my business to let you die but I'm also not meant to interfere with the punishments that you're getting. I I wouldn't think so, but I've been on many a ship in my day, as I suppose you might have, and everyone runs their ship a little differently. Some tighter or, uh, I don't know quite how to put it, a little, uh, little more violent than most. I, there's violence to be sure on this ship. Deaths that unfortunately are punishment, not something I could save, but I try my best. I, a matter of discipline as always. I'm wondering though, how long have you sailed under Captain Harrigan? Uh, sometime, sometime. Enough to rise from a swab or, well, I was a swab. Uh, to, you know, get my skills realized as a carpenter and then a surgeon. So, uh, I'd say, agreed to join his ship after, after me captain's passing. At Harrigan's hand or another, another man's? Uh, any captain Harrigan comes across is set for the same fate, I'm afraid. None have survived so far as I've been under him, but uh, at Harrigan's hand or at the behest of his wishes. Aye, he vies for the pirate court, I hear, and a man with that sort of power behind a claim like that, it makes sense why you'd be sailing under a lad. Aye, drives a hard bargain. Once you become an officer under him, life's a bit 
less difficult. Oh, I suppose so. But for you, I'm sure you'll be taking your licks, unfortunately, but tis the way of the sea. Well, I'm always hopeful now, especially after hearing your tale, that there is an upward mobility in the ranks, as it were. Promotions abound for those willing and capable. Aye. Well, sir, it was nice talking to you. I appreciate understanding what the infirmary offers here on this ship. Yes, uh, feel free to swing by. Grok doesn't carry any of the healing items, but you could certainly buy a few off of me if you be needing a pick-me-up after lashings or whatever the cotton has you doing. Portions, I suppose. You never come across those scrimshaw scrolls, as it were. Scrolls a heel. Aye. Best way to scribe a scroll on the sea. Waterproof. <laughs> Out Aye. of bone. Indeed. Carry a couple on me now, but I'm a little short a coin be gambling it all away, so if I ever if I ever stop losing enough to, to work up the coin to pay for one of them, I might pay you a visit. <laughs> I tell you a tale, I've had a man proficient in the magics, as it were, that um, well, his leg weren't being saved, but he asked me to keep the bones for him. <laughs> Made a few scrimshaws out of them. A thoughtful gift. <laughs> I don't know much magic myself, but I were taught a couple activation words, as it were, on, uh, on another vessel at another time by another man. Comes in handy every now and then. I good to know how to use a healing scroll for I... certain. Well, I'm a little drunk myself, and I best be sleeping it off. But it was a pleasure making an officer's acquaintance. I, uh, I'll let you, I'll let you roll to make an impression on him if you'd like. Yes, please, with the bonus for performance. What's his name again? Habley Corn. Habley. H a b b l y. Oh, stitches. Q Q u a r n e. Habley Corn, the Stitch Man. Habley. All right. 19. You get the impression after your conversation that he seems uh, amused by you. Uh, seems like he would certainly be willing to, to sell you stuff or help you out with an injury. He is indifferent to you okay. at this point. Makes sense. Sounds like uh, the cornucopias. <laughs> the cornucopia. Um, you, you, that's 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 a canon phrase now. <laughs> I mean, Gray's an old man, you know, so he's he's bound uh, to end up injured with all our hijinks going on at one point or another. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you think he's got any kids? Not Grady, uh, Pavley. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to ask next time. Yeah, next time you do ask him, he's got some children of the corn. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going somewhere, and I loved where it ended up. Uh, did it suck? Yeah. Did I sue it? Do I stand by it? Absolutely. <laughs> Little kernels of corn. All right. Wit, what are you up to this evening? With this being the first night that uh, Calypso and Rosie have their instruments together is Connor the one of the other I guess mm-hmm. uh, crewmates that were 
taken along with us at in the bar fight. Is yep. he around? Connor is certainly around. All right. Wit would saunter over with outstretched arms. Nah, if this ain't the the man that was asking for rum in the middle of a bar fight. I've had a few myself today, and uh, I, I would assume that you're just looking to to enjoy the performance as as you were when we first met, if I don't recall. If I do recall. Uh, so you can see the appeal. Hey, how many rooms you had today? One room? Two rooms? I... I do apologize. I've lost count after... I mean, you, you put a little bit in the stew, and then you take one for yourself, and then two for yourself, and one for the stew, and another one for Ambrose. It gets complicated, that's for sure. You take it after the old fish bait, then. The old cook's bait, sorry. He did, uh... Well, talk some sense into me while we were cooking and saying that it would be better to, to drink a little wine with, with dinner and put a little in the food, too. Well, it's much appreciated. I'm just, nothing I've had here tastes terrible. Not quite good, but not terrible. You know? Oh, much appreciated, sir. And I must say, someone as, as well-dressed as yourself... What did you do before, well, we found ourselves in a similar circumstance? Oh, that's a tale for a time. I suppose the time's tonight. I was a bit of a pirate before. Oh, my. That's how I got the job as a rigger. Comes easy. Sailed on a few ships. One ship, two ships. Red ship. Red ship. Blue <laughs> ship. You know the way that things go on the sea. You jump from ship to ship when people need you. Right? <sighs> Ain't that the truth? I mean, if if there's one thing you're good at, you gotta you gotta be useful on said ship. Uh, otherwise, you end up like Jake there. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to be killing anybody that's on your crew. That's one of the rules. I'm myself particularly skilled at combat. Really? From the old piratical tradition, a swashbuckling is I. Oh. Unfortunately, my sword's gone. They took it. I assume they took your items when they brought us on the ship as well. Oh, but see, uh, a little extra jangle in my pocket left left us with the ability to get those back from Grok. Oh, they took all my coin as well. Or maybe I lost it at the bar. Took his panache, too. <laughs> <laughs> Having felt a panache a day, oh my. I'm afraid. The panache rations have run dry. <laughs> well, feel free Panaches. to acrobatics through my square anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Come on, a little strong, huh? I wouldn't want to get poisoned. <laughs> oh, is it? Don't that make it just sweeter? 
<laughs> he uh, kind of <laughs> raises an eyebrow at you. If you're asking me to tumble, just know that if you work up in the rigging, you have to be trained to swing both ways. <laughs> and every way is in between, my friend. <laughs> Brooks. Fuck. <laughs> Steve's I, eyes got so big. I'm, I'm so into this ship. <laughs> Well, it sounds like in due time we'll have to get some coin and buy that pretty little sword of yours back. What's the gentleman without a sword, I always say? You just gotta give him some of the sheath that I've I suppose we didn't really get to formally speak uh, before now. Uh, it was two trends fixed on the sirens we have aboard, but uh, I'm Connor, as you know. Connor, it is a pleasure to meet you. I I am Whit Webb. Whit? I'm a bit of a wit myself. <laughs> Once you get to know me. Oh, and it, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> And I'm, as you know, I, I'm I'm with Ambrose most of the day, but there, during these uh, well rum drinking sessions, I find myself free uh, for quite a while every once in a while during the day. Well, I'll likely be up in the ropes, but come to me if you ever need a bit of knot work done. <laughs> Oh! Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Kicking off the new year strong. <laughs> new relationships. Great resolution. Yeah, we, we did say we wanted to spend the new year on a ship. Mm -hmm. Yep, there's shipping going on. <laughs> Damn, I feel bad for the listeners. They're just going to listen to us and get too horny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you sure you're not a horny toad? <laughs> I can see why Ambrose talks about those frog's legs. <laughs> frog legs seem to go all the way up. <laughs> Anyhow, you... is anyone rolling a jack yeah, here? Yeah. Are you just Absolutely gonna flirt? Are you just coming here to to flatter me some more? Did you uh, did you want something? Well, is there a way that I could roll something other than diplomacy <laughs> to to be able to influence a will save? <laughs> how, how about taking hmm. some more rum with uh, with Connor here? You'd want to do okay. I'll let you do another uh, do another fortitude save. Uh, remember, this would be. Higher because uh, you've already taken two. Even, even higher. What could go wrong? Even, even. Oof. Eight on the die brings it to 15. You still succeed. Oh, wow. Wow. You might be thinking, it gets one harder every time. <laughs> <laughs> and cheers to that, Mr. Connor. Connor uh, will take his and... Uh, Appears, you know, you kind of see, like, the flush of the drink uh, take over his face. I promise I'm not blushing. I've just had a bit to drink. <laughs> but 
if you're propositioning to get my sword back or help me get my sword back, I'd be quite interested in that. Here is a deal. I think we might be able to find ourselves doing some gambling pretty quick here. Maybe tomorrow. Right, let me see how that fortitude stacks up. You successfully made Connor friendly. Yes. Nice. Yay. Maybe with benefits. <laughs> <laughs> Better friendly. Are you taking any additional actions? No additional actions. I, I think I've uh, I've rolled the die long enough. Okay. Griff, add the sex nighttime activity to the list. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just fade to the fade to black? Make, a, make a reflex save to stay in the hammock. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to proposition for an acrobatics to... Uh, <laughs> Acro yeah, acrobatics might work. Do, we want to do so some of that rope, you, rope act. Uh, yeah, a little, little rope work. Yeah. <laughs> so you all perform your nighttime activities, head to bed for the evening. Maybe chitter-chatter amongst yourselves about the uh, the conversations you've had and the things you've found. Oh, well, we, we need to come back to... Sorry, Haley, I forgot we it's were okay. We were I, didn't, I didn't know if I, like, lost my chance. No, you didn't. Okay, cool. I want to find out where the ship's going. Can I sneak around to see if I can find, like, a map or a, a destination? So you... Or do we just know? You know from wit that the maps are likely in Harrigan's quarters. Oh. You know from Grady's conversation with Fish Guts that you're likely headed into the Fever Sea towards the shipping lanes to capture a merchant ship now that you have a full crew. I would let you use diplomacy to gather information if you want to learn more but that's the kind of gist you have so far. Yeah, I think maybe gathering a little bit uh, more would be good. Is there a specific person to talk to? Uh, with gathering information, I think you're just kind of asking Generic. around. Okay, yeah. that's all good. Um, I will roll my diplomacy and then I get a plus one modifier. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, again, rolling out a plus eight and I got an 11 on the die for 19. With the 19, you know for certain that the Fever Sea is west uh, towards, like, past uh, Motaku Isle and even Shark Isle and towards kind of the, the cannibal islands and some of the uninhabited or lesser inhabited islands of the western part of the Shackles. You know that that's a fairly popular merchant lane because it's away from a lot of the pirate ports. However, the waters there are a bit more treacherous. And so you know that the water gets exceedingly shallow in some parts of the Fever Sea. There are often squalls to deal with coming off the eye. And uh, there's just like a peppering of small islands around uh, once you get that far. So you think you're probably skirting far enough away from land that you may not see some of these bigger islands, which would mean you're kind of taking a path through the middle of the shackles, away from, like, a Motaku Isle or something, avoiding other pirate ships. 
and you th the, the big thing you learn is that it's rumored among the crew that the plan from Harrigan is to capture another ship, utilize their crew and your crew to start forming a fleet. So now that he has this ship, he wants to start gaining ships. I we be gaining my ship. My ship is what we're going to be gaining. I'm excited. I, that's my goal. We can take this ship. Wait, we, sorry, what's your goal? Like now, I'm hearing we're going to take a second ship, Harrigan is, but we could take over the second ship that he's trying to take, and then we have a ship. Oh, that's okay. So that's the that's a great time to like escape Harrigan while also on a ship that's already weak because it's now had probably crew like murdered and stuff. Hmm. So this this is good information to take back to the group because yes. I know there has already been a bit of talk of rising up against these powers. You do think if that is in fact the truth. Mm-hmm then that would be a fairly opportune time to do so. However, to Grady's original point, does that take three months? You know, how, how long does that take? Yeah. Because you would not only need to find a ship, capture it, but also keep enough of their crew alive to sail this low crewed ship as well as an additional ship. That's what Harrigan would have to do. Right. 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 Yeah. Yes. A quick question. In character, would we know why it's called the Fever Sea? I'm sure that that lore is probably known to sailors. I've just I've heard the name before, but I've not actually like heard why. As characters, you many of you are very familiar with the shackles, and so I think just from a, a basic overview, there's two main reasons at a surface level, why it's called the Fever Sea. One is that it, it the water is very hot because it's shallow there. The other is that the islands are often infested with bugs that cause disease that, oh. that gives sailors fevers and potentially kills them. So there's kind of the two-pronged at the surface level reason for its name. Neat. Okay. Well, Calypso would take this information back to the crew for sure. And she would want to, uh, you know, relay the information that, like, there's these rumors. I think that we need to start thinking about gathering our support. If we take this second ship that Harrigan may want, we might need many people. I'm way ahead of you. Kaya's eyes are sparkling <laughs> as this goes so well with what she wants to do. <laughs> I've been making a few friends myself. I think we could have a little bit of muscle. Didn't you just spend the entire night talking to a bird? That did not go quite according to plan. Uh, but I do seem to have quite an affinity with those on the ship that have feathers. I maybe need to branch out a bit more. <laughs> the feathered friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's good. And, oh man, uh, Kana is just missing his sword. We could buy it back from Grok. He will be very helpful in us being able to take this other ship come time. I think it is perhaps early to make any solid plans. Making as many friends as possible is going to be very important. Getting the support that we need to execute said plans will be important, but we must need to be flexible, as I said. Perhaps we can take this second ship. Or perhaps Captain Harrigan devotes enough of his loyal resources to said second ship and we can take this one. We will just have to see where the captain puts us. And once we are put in said place, then we can act. Ah, it, it'd be important that we stay together and, and end up on the same ship to maximize our strength in numbers on one ship versus the other. Aye, and if we're choosing this be the ship I want, but... If I know anything about taking a ship, I know that there's going to be damage the second ship may incur. I doubt Harrigan would want the damaged one. Oh, yeah. Calypso brings up a very good point. If you're getting sorted on the ships, best try and be on the one that Captain Harrigan's not on. Uh, yeah. They, they have a hat that does that, right? I assume. Yes, yes another hat. We put it on, and it tells us what ship we are on. Slither ship! <laughs> I mean, ours might as well be the raven ship, because we've got, what, three bird birds. things. Yep. I love it. I, I am obligated to go on slither ship. <laughs> I can spare a few sorry. feathers. I'm sure we can find some spare tar. <laughs> cool. Last I had heard, the prevailing theory is that there is not much evolutionary difference between a reptile and a bird. Perhaps I can metamorphosize at a quick rate. Mm. Get me there. If you're all evolving, you're going to be crabs. <laughs> <laughs> Wit just kind of so, looks confused. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure why I fit here. It's this fair. You are amphibian. Fit fit nowhere. <laughs> um, both is wow. uh, an in-between state of being. Yeah. Neither at home nor in sea nor on that land. Fit, that is a great way to put it. I, I fit in both categories and, and comfortable in both. That's as it is. I play both sides, so I'm just going <laughs> to... We better be watching what's in the food. Don't want any more poison slipping in. But if we ever wanted to poison the food for whatever reason, we have a very easy way to do it. And we know a poison that works. <laughs> so you all rest and rise early for the uh, morning bell to work. You are not impeded this morning. However... You're kind of like the last to receive work. And it takes a little bit as everybody's kind of getting assigned and whatever. And you notice you can hear a yelling from below decks as Jack Scrimshaw, who was like the first to be assigned on bilge duty, no less, 
uh, comes running up onto the deck and he's got tears in his eyes, is holding his right arm and um, and runs up to like the first person he sees. Uh, I think he remembers Calypso from their conversation earlier in the day. There was, there was something in the villages. Something down in the villages. They just took a chunk out of my arm. Uh, in this is at night still. No, this is like you're the last to be assigned to work. He just went oh, down like see, not ten minutes ago to start work in the bilges and comes running back up on deck. Uh, with again this blood dripping from his arm, yeah, um, and says that he got bit by something down in the bilges. Let me see that. Better yet, Wit Grady, take a look. If we're all if we're going down, we might as all we, we might all as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, small, oh I thought, the child. Small child. <laughs> Come here. Let's take a closer look. Uh, yeah, you. You're too young to have any of this drink. Do we want to take a full 10 minutes? Or are you just checking just out a, the wound? Okay. Just a medicine check. Okay. If possible. Sure. What'd you get? Natural 20. Woo! With uh, uh, it's 25. Very, it's very easy to recognize this bite pattern. Uh, it's clearly a bite. Okay. And it's taken a chunk out of his arm and he's bleeding very badly um it looks like some huge rat oh that's what the bite mark indicates like you see this like where the biggest part of the chunk is taken out is where like two big incisors would have or not incisors too big what were they called their front teeth would have taken just a huge chunk out of this boy's arm they're like buck teeth Rats burger get hungry again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! There were no burgers. There were no burgers to eat. So yeah. I was... Now, now I'm just kind of curious. What would Wit do on a wooden ship? Or uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Air Bear. What would Air Bear do on a wooden ship? Would uh, we just be, be like? Thing, baby. Yeah. We'd be sunk already. Be a big old hole in the villages. Um, but okay. Ka- are you able to heal? Kaya can lay on hands. That's just a single Perfect. action. Okay, Kai, you lay on hands, uh, healing six hit points, and the wound kind of closes up, and he looks at you with a smile. Thank you so much, Mum. I I feel tremendously better. Uh, It looks like he is fully healed, and Scourge turns to your group. Well, no sense in sending the boy back down there. But you lot that haven't been assigned yet, go down in the bilges, figure out what's happened down there. If someone else gets bit, you'll be taking lashes for days. Hmm. Seems That sounds like he really cares about the crew a lot, mm-hmm. but I know that's fake. <laughs> He wants to put us in harm's he's, way. He's, like, he's very public in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I need you guys to finish your bilge water, because we'll see you next week. Oh, oh my oh. goodness. <gasps> Can't wait to kill a rat. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. 
Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Skull and Shackles is copyright 2012. Skull and Shackles and Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, and their respective logos, characters, and artwork are property of Paizo and used with permission. If you enjoy this show, consider listening to our other Pathfinder 2E show, The Bestow Curse Podcast, and supporting us on Patreon, where you can get exclusive access to our other actual play content.